0: Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number 20. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the weekly podcast devoted to you, the small to medium-sized business owner, to help you learn how to become more efficient, more effective in delegating your tasks and learning what it takes to have a great virtual assistant experience. My friends, I am delighted this week to bring to you yet another interview with somebody who is an expert in one particular ...field of using a virtual assistant and today we're going to be talking about uh, the idea of try, try and try again until you finally succeed and find that right VA that's just right for you. And to um, basically talk about this with me in in a very casual conversation, I have Jacqueline Smith and she's calling in from Quebec in Canada and uh, she's going to tell us all about her experience. So, uh, Jacqueline, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and the business that you run?
1: Sure, yeah. Well, I'm Jacqueline Sinfield, oh. and um, I uh, work with adults with attention deficit disorder. I am um, a life coach originally. Brittany, in, I grew up in England and was a nurse, and then I did various different counseling qualifications and then a psychology degree, and then I never heard about coaching. So I trained this three-year coach training program. And then one thing led to another, and now I specialize in adults, working with adults with attention deficit disorder. I wrote a book called Untapped Brilliance, How to Reach Your Full Potential as an Adult with ADD. And My philosophy with my clients is that ADD has many, many wonderful traits. So we just have to minimize the negative aspects, so
0: that these gifts can shine through. Well, obviously, I should use you for your services to, to figure out how I can manage my ADD to remember somebody's last name when I had just rehearsed it before hitting the record button. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I feel so horrible. Anyway, um, no, <laughs> so, so, so Jacqueline, uh, you were referred to me as somebody who would be interesting to talk to because you currently make use of a virtual assistant, but you didn't... You're not working with the first virtual assistant that you came along with. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Oh, my goodness. I am on my sixth virtual
0: assistant. Oh, my right goodness. Now. I didn't know that.
1: Uh, yeah. And um, so my first virtual assistant experience was back in 2008. And I just read um, The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. And um, so he's really into outsourcing. So I thought that was a fabulous idea. And um, he, Tim, uh, suggests that you outsource to other parts of the world. So my first VAs were actually based in the Philippines. Uh, That didn't go too well, so I had two there, and then um, I decided to um, stop working with them and then moved to the States. And so all my last four have been based in the
0: U.S. So you started out with two, uh, two, two different people. Now, did you hire two of them at the same time, or you tried one, and then you tried a second afterwards in the Philippines? That's
1: right. Uh, yes, that's right. Tried one, and then a the second one. They were, they were within the same company. Um, so the first one didn't work out, and then it turns out the second one didn't
0: either. Well, I have some questions for you then. How long did you stick with your first virtual assistant before you asked for a second one? Uh,
1: at that time, it was about two months. And um, yeah, it was it was about two months and oh maybe three. It's hard because when you had your first virtual assistant, you don't really know what to expect. So you don't know if it's you like like because um, it's, it's it's not sort of like a dentist or something, uh, something that everyone's got experience with. You know, you can't say oh you know is this your experience of working with a virtual assistant? So you I felt I was a bit groping in the dark really, but. Um, So finally I just absolutely knew, um, but now I wouldn't have stayed so long with that first one, having had the
0: experience that I have had. Now, what was it that, I mean, obviously, you're, you, you had a feeling that something wasn't right. You stuck with it for a while, um, and, and, but eventually, you just knew. What, what was it that made you feel like it just wasn't a good fit? Was it a personality conflict, lack of, lack of skills? What was going on with this first experience? A lack
1: of skills, actually, yeah, it's never, with all the VAs, um, it's never been a personality thing. It's, it's always been um, a mismatch of
0: skills, I would say. Okay. And how long did you work with that second virtual assistant before you decided, ah, maybe time to move on again?
1: Yeah, that was probably about, and I, I can't remember exactly, but I'm, I'm guessing it was probably about the same thing. And the big thing was uh, with both of the, the VAs over there in the Philippines, are absolutely lovely sweet girls, but uh, they, I needed a lot of stuff on the computer, and they really just didn't know about the skills of the basic web. And I didn't know that stuff either, so I was really um, I was groping in the dark when really I, I needed someone with those skills that could just um, I, I was I was learning and then teaching them and and now when I work with a VA like they, they know those things automatically so, uh, so that's, um, that's uh, but the other thing was because they were learning on the job, uh, I was paying for them so although they were cheaper per hour um the bills I would getting
0: per month were just ridiculous. Okay. Right. well, And that never happens now. Right. And now the thing is, is after the second experience, you moved on to a third. It sounded to me like what you said is that you then came and tried a domestic VA. Is that correct? Yeah. That's exactly right, yes. All right. And, and what made you... Now, I, I, I think you would probably agree that there probably are plenty of virtual assistants in the Philippines who probably do have the skills that you would have required Would you agree with that statement? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So so why why well first of all why how could you have not given up at this point?
1: Oh, because I just couldn't believe that um, it like I just knew somehow or other that there was going to be someone perfect for me out there. So um, so I I actually I never I never thought of not working with a VA. I just focused on trying to find one that was going to work really well for me.
0: And what, so, obviously, I th- I w- I'm assuming, and, and tell me if I'm incorrect here, but I'm assuming that when you moved to the de- domestic route, the cost was significantly higher on the hourly rate. Am I correct?
1: On the hourly rate, yeah. But in the monthly, um, like, I pay a retainer. Um, and, like, I'll, I never seem to go over those hours. Those only have 20 hours of uh, a month, but a lot can get done in those 20 hours, a lot can get done, whereas um, I never really knew uh, what my bill would be, um, you know,
0: when it was with the Philippines, and sometimes it was exceptionally high. Gotcha. Well, this is very interesting to learn, and so you moved over to the U.S. and, and had some domestic experience. Now, you, okay, so we're on our third VA now. Now, do you, how many VAs do you use today, one or multiple?
1: I only have one. <laughs> okay, but so we're, so yeah. we're
0: so we're not done with this story yet. So we're on VA number three. So you come to the U.S., try to, and you've got a domestic VA. Um, and tell mm-hmm. me, tell me, what is what was your first experience there?
1: Okay. Well, so um, at this point, I've had a recommendation from this um, the, uh, wedding planner um, who's just like incredible. And she just gets things done, and so she was using a VA company. And so I was explaining my trouble, and she's like, Jackie, you have to try these people. So, um, so uh, the owner of the VA company just is on fire and super efficient and organized, so I knew that I would find a good VA within her company.
0: Okay, and, I did. And, 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 uh, but you, you said you're on your sixth virtual assistant, so, so what was the process to get to where you are today?
1: Okay, well, uh, for the third one, she was great. Um, but I guess if we're dealing with human beings, and nobody is um, like not robotic. So, so that, that third one lasted for about a year, and then my company was growing, and my needs were, I guess, changing too. So, um, and then then I went through a few rapid ones, like a week, um, maybe three months, and now I've got my awesome VA
0: now. All right. And how long have you had? And your- all
1: within this company.
0: And 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 let me ask you um, this this awesome VA you have now. How long have you had this VA?
1: Uh, okay, let me just think now. I'm thinking probably five or six months. I'm, I'm thinking it's a guess because uh, my time. Ty- yeah, approximately that time.
0: Okay, and what are the skills that you think are most valuable that this virtual assistant offers to you personally?
1: Okay, well, um, well, she uses her initiative. Like she's a really Smart lady, and so um, so I don't have to explain every single action, you know, like she just gets on and does things, which is awesome. She's also got a really nice telephone manner and uh, gentle and a little super organized too, so uh, I know when she talks to my clients um, that they are going to have a nice experience, um, which is important to me, so if she phones up to remind them pay a bill or an appointment, like, I, I absolutely know that she's going to represent me in a really good way because, you know, I want my clients to have a positive experience.
0: Excellent. So that's
1: really important. Yeah. Wonderful. So... Oh, this is a Now... Let- uh, like, yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Let me ask you, when you are talking about virtual assistants today, one of the things that I've learned so far is that anybody that uses a virtual assistant has some deal of success with, with doing so. Uh, we all become, I think, kind of advocates. Do you find yourself telling other people about the joys of having an assistant like this? Um,
1: well, you know, the thing is, I'm kind of like in my own world here. Um, if I go to a conference, Somewhere, um, absolutely, yeah. Uh, but here in Montreal, I'm not really dealing with many people that need a VA. Like, oftentimes, they'll you know, have a receptionist. Or, so, still a lot of people don't really know what a VA is. so um, But, yeah, absolutely. If, if, um, if there is an opportunity where someone would benefit, I would sing that
0: praise 100%. Okay. And, and if somebody were looking for a virtual assistant right now, and obviously this podcast, there are several of those people, uh, they're, they're looking ready to, they're ready to dive in headfirst into their very first experience. Given your experience of, of trying out multiple different VAs and getting to the place where you find one that you absolutely love, what kind of advice would you give to somebody that's, that's looking to start out? What, what are some things to do to kind of maybe set the right expectations or some things that they could communicate so that they can maybe uh, avoid having to, you know, spend two or three weeks or even three or four months, um, you know, to find out that it's the wrong VA? Any advice that you could give mm-hmm. there? So,
1: um, first, I would, like, draw up a list of all your, your jobs um, and tasks that you want. Um, the VA to do and um, for me it was always things that I wanted them to be good at things that either I didn't enjoy doing or wasn't naturally good at doing um, so, um, so so, so, there was that so then so I drew up the list and then this question of finding someone that is, is good at these things but I, I honestly do not think um, it's one person can be good at every single thing that you could possibly want um, on on that list and I think so it's a, it's a bit like dating, I think. You've got to find someone that's going to um, mesh with your style. Um, and then if there's really a few things that absolutely, they're so awesome, but there's just a few things, then perhaps you need to delegate those things out. Um, like, for example, for me, transcription. For um, whatever reason, transcription, when I, I do not have it a lot, but when I do, um, I found someone else that's good at transcription. So, um, so, that, so um, yeah, does that that's
0: yeah, I, I think that's a great piece of advice. So, the, and, and let me just make sure I understand what you're saying is that you might find a virtual assistant that you really are liking, um, and, and, and they're doing some things that really are making your life a lot easier and making your business more efficient and profitable. But perhaps that person, just because they're your VA, doesn't mean that you should give them every task that you want to delegate. Sometimes it's better to delegate it maybe even to a third party beyond that for a task that they're not good at. Is that what I'm getting exactly. from you? Okay. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And then the other, the other part of that question that I'm kind of asking is, is there anything that you can do that you can think? Because you said you had spent like three three months to really get a feel for finally saying, ah, this is not the right fit. What are some of mm-hmm. the signs somebody can look for and, and kind of tell, you know what, maybe it's time to cut my cords here and move on to the next option?
1: Right, yeah. And, and so now I, uh, after all those experiences, I have a three-strike rule so, um, so, you know, so if there's a few things that slip through the net in the past, I would have, um, oh, you know, while they were having a bad day or whatever, but and now, you know, like I think, I think three errors or, you know, um, or, you know, things that didn't work out, um, at that point, then I think it's, it's time to move on. I mean, uh, I'll also like talk to them and address it, but if it keeps repeating, I think three times is enough to, to move
0: on. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Very good. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Divine Flight. Uh, somebody in our chat room uh, during the live show here is asking if I could ask you what company uh, that you use that where you have your virtual assistant. Oh,
1: sure. Um, it's Contemporary VA, and the, the website's www.contemporaryva.com. And Heather is the lady that runs it. And
0: Excellent, and and I want to let people know if you're wondering, wh- wh- you know, wow, what a surprise! That's a, that's the sponsor for this podcast, and and you're absolutely right if you're out there thinking that. <laughs> uh, and the reason why you're going to get a lot of contemporary stuff, contemporary VA stuff, is because I'm actually using contemporary VA to help. Resource um, my shows for people to interview and stuff like that. And, and if, by the way, I want to let people know if you're out there and you're listening to this, you have experience uh, outside of contemporary VA, we want to welcome you. Send an email to feedback at gspn.tv, and I'd love to talk about getting you on the show. But, uh, uh, but yes i was referred to to you by somebody within contemporary va they said we have this client who i think would bring a lot of valuable conversation about the idea of of not getting the right va the first time and stuff now when you broke ties and you broke that relationship with your first and then your second and then let's stick with the philippines for just a second what did you feel awkward at all severing that relationship was how, how did that feel
1: oh, so awful yeah I felt really awful and um and I think perhaps women uh, well yeah women are relationship builders so uh more so than men so i i uh, yeah I absolutely felt um bad um but um now I've managed to make the distinction between um like the still really great people it's not bad it's just that our working styles don't match um so uh so uh, yeah that's got better and better uh and well in my like i've I make the, the shift faster now, and uh, the way I've been able to do that is by um, by drawing that distinction.
0: That is um, excellent. Geez. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, when you actually came to the U.S. and you brought you came into Contemporary VA, what was it like? that first time so you you found somebody in, in contemporary VA, you worked with them for a while, but then you switch you you switched. You had you said your business needs had grown, it, things had changed. Did you how did you initiate that? How did you talk to your 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 assistant? Did you talk to the I, I know that contemporary VAs, I don't know what all the language they use, but they have like handlers or or project managers that that oversee your virtual assistant. How did you handle the transition? Did you have that? Where did? How did those conversations take place?
1: Okay, so after about a year of working with the VA at the time, who was amazing for that period, uh, I actually contacted Heather, who's the owner, and and just uh, I mean, I wasn't necessarily looking to have a new VA. I just uh, there was some things that weren't working. So uh, um, and Heather said, "Okay, so um, I think it's time for a new one." So so that was that was. Um, and how that was done, and and I think that's what's really nice about working with a company uh, that has many VAs, as opposed to hiring a VA um, that just who flies solo. Because there's always that option that you can then um, you know there's other people to work with, and plus if they go on vacation, there's someone to cover you, and they totally know the scoop of what you need to be done. So so that's why I've always worked with a company rather than just individual VAs, although I have friends and they work with individual VAs and they have awesome experiences too. So it's just a personal preference. Yeah, so um, so I switched at that point because I'd spoken to Heather. Um, but the contemporary VA now have this thing where they have, um, I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but it's like a liaison person. And um, so that's working really well too. So if you have any problems with your VA, you can talk to the liaison
0: person. Yeah. And That helps smooth things over. Very cool. Well, I'll tell you what. I really appreciate you coming onto the show today. Is there any other things that you you know? Obviously, this show the the audience for this podcast. These are people who mostly have never even they have not yet dipped their toe into the water of of this world of virtual assistants. Um, and, and you've given some valuable advice for people so far. Is there anything else that you would like to add that you would like to say to these people who are getting ready to to, to make that connection and get their first virtual assistant?
1: Well, I think don't wait. Like, just go for it because uh, despite all the different changes that I had, um, I always got more done, like more work done, and although it's an expense if you just look purely on a monetary level, um, like your business grows like big time, so by having that. So I wouldn't wait. I think um, if you're thinking about doing it, um, just get really clear on what tasks you, you could delegate. And then, um, and, uh, so, yeah, so basically you don't wait, just go for it. and uh, But just go for it in an organized way. And if you want a referral for a VA, I would recommend getting that referral from someone that um, has the business that you want, like very action-orientated um, because um, those are typically the people
0: that have good resources for you. Excellent advice. Jacqueline, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me, Cliff.
0: Well, everybody, that's going to do it for today's episode. And again, a special thank you to Jacqueline Sinfield for coming on to the show and sharing all this valuable information about how you can help avoid Spending a lot of time working with a virtual assistant when it might be time to move on and try somebody different. And the other thing, I love the advice. Just get out there. Get started. Hey, folks, I want to encourage you to go check out Jacqueline's website over at untappedbrilliance.com. She has a book that you should check out, uh, possibly, How to Reach Your Full Potential as an Adult with ADD or ADHD Tendencies. I know that I might actually need to look into that. Anyway, folks, thank you for listening to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. I look forward to your questions and your feedback at 859-795-4067, 859-795-4067. And until next time, I encourage you to join the community.